Okay, guys, how do I stop white knuckling? Uh, do you, in your re- recovery, do you feel like sometimes you're just hanging on, doing the best to just just hang on, but Make- just by my fingertips? Yeah. Right. What's up, recovery warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right. Welcome, welcome. We're happy you're here today. And I wanted to share a quick review that was left for us in iTunes, which we super appreciate, you guys. Every time you leave us a review or even rate us, it helps our podcast find new people, people that are looking for help. So... This one was left uh, just this last few days, and it says, there's value in sharing. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective and advice. My wife and I are on a recovery journey together, and part of that is listening to an episode of your podcast together each day. Some days the content is harder and um, than others that to talk about, but each episode is extremely enlightening and gives us an opportunity to connect and to empathize. Thank you to all three for sharing. That's awesome. So, um, you know, we work really hard to try to provide content, but we also individually, um, Brennan has therapy, he runs groups and so forth. Ash and I run groups. I do one-on-one as well. And uh, here's a little success story. A guy I've been working with for, geez, it's probably the better part of two years. Um, he has just transitioned out of, he's an individual in group with me and just transitioned out and said, uh, my wife and I can't put into words how much you, Kobe, have helped me transition into the man, father, and husband I am today. And um, he's in a great place. He's really embraced recovery, and his and uh, he and his wife are very skilled. So we're um, the the best thing that we can do. And I'm going to speak for all of us is to send people out the door who've transitioned out of accountability and therapy. Yeah, that's like the that's like the best thing that we can do. This isn't a forever thing. Recovery's not. It's it's learn the skills, learn the uh, the knowledge that you need to go out and do it yourself. We want you to learn how to fish. Absolutely, love it. That's a super important part of this. You know, and and one thing that I that I learned early on was, you know, I I get feedback like that about my therapy and how how I'm changing people's lives and all all of that. And the the, the reality is is, um. I'm not, um, I'm just stepping into, um, what God has made me to do and God's working through me. And, um, the, the people who have the most success are the ones who, and I've talked about this before, they're the ones that come in and they, they just create their own recovery. And, and, and I'm, I feel like I'm keeping my responsibility, my purpose, um, with God and that's all I'm doing. And they're creating their recovery and I'm just, 
I'm a, I'm a source of information for You're them. You're like facilitating all that. And facilitating it, but but they're doing it. And so that guy's singing your praises, Kobe. But it's all him. Don't get your head too big because that guy's the man and he's creating recovery and it's awesome, yes, right? It is his. Yeah. But you're awesome too because you've been courageous enough to step in to 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 be what what he's needed you to be for him yeah. and God's working through you. So I oh, love it. 100%. We definitely feel called and it's not something we chose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way. There's just, I have my hands in my head like, oh my gosh, there's no way I'd want to do this. I would choose. People ask me why I do this and I'm, I say, I just, God wants me to do this. Yeah. Like there's, an, I don't have a, a great story to, to really say why I'm here, but I know that I'm supposed to be. So love it. Okay. So just hanging on white knuckling. Um, you know, what is white knuckling? Literally, what is white knuckling? I'll give you a real life example. So Ashley, I just went on holiday mm -hmm. and uh, we went through the airport and uh, both in Salt Lake and then we, we flew to Fort Lauderdale and airports used to be a place of torment for me. So white knuckling for me was was very much about just um, it would <laughs> it was just like me holding on with my fingertips. I said that in the, in, in earlier, right? But going through the airport and seeing like a Hudson News or seeing like a um, so just a bookstore would send me physically and mentally into this tailspin, into this like vexing uh, place of like don't look, don't look. Oh my gosh, I'm looking. Is it there? I can see the top shelf. Is it? Do they have porn there? So, so, so what you're describing is like you're at the airport. I'm walking, walking through the terminal. Walking through the terminals. And, and you might even be like, like walking through the terminals on purpose to, to find those bookstores and yes. magazine stores just to... Accidental. Know, ac oh, no, they're there. You're going to buy a pillow, right? For the flight. And I need a water. I got to uh, have like some M&Ms. And I'd go into the store and I would be like, my peripheral vision is, is actually pretty rad. And, and that didn't serve me so well, actually, in these particular situations. <laughs> because I would literally be, be facing the eminence, but I'd be like at the corner of my eye, like looking at, you know, especially when I would be international, right? So, in you're Europe. Right, right. And it was just horrible. So, so the, the uh, as, you're, as you're passing these stores, the energy, the, they're, they're like drawing you in. They're uh -huh. like pulsating at you. Hey, I'm here. The, the porn on top of the shelves or whatever in there is just like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And, and your, your white knuckle is just forcing yourself to not don't do it. Go but in there. Do it, but don't do, don't it. do it. I don't want to do it. So, so if I was to directly, like I remember seeing a guy stand there and looking at the wall of porn in the airport one time and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's actually facing it. I could never face it. Interesting. And, and that like put me into this like, oh my gosh. So even the idea of, of directly looking would like would freak me out. So my white knuckling M had everything. Man, I, you, you can just hear the, the amount of energy yeah. that, that you're giving to this, right? Yeah. Like that thinking about not going in and, and, you know, perusing, but not, you know, as opposed to like, uh, what I hear Kobe is that, um, you're in a, just a place of, of fear yes. and shame yes. and you're forcing yourself not to do something bad. Yep. And so as, as you're in that place, you're also in a place of desire. 
in mm-hmm. a place of wanting to numb out. And so you're forcing yourself, and, and sometimes you give in on that, sometimes you won't, right? But you're just hanging on. Yep. You're just, you know, um, white knuckling, literally, your knuckles yeah. turn white because you're hanging on so tight. There's a right? fair amount of butt pucker with that too, I'll say, because it wasn't just I've like... Never heard uh, that, I've never heard that. Oh, like clenching the cheeks, butt pucker. <laughs> <laughs> but but call, the, call, it, call it what you will. <laughs> call it what we're, you will. We're going to call it white knuckling. Yeah. <laughs> But but Ashlyn's totally shaking her head like, oh my gosh, what are you saying? But but here's what sucked about those experiences. Those experiences always took place at the beginning of a trip that would sometimes be two and three weeks on another continent. And that epitomized the white knuckling that took place through my trips. And um, just looking back on it, I, I'm at, I, I feel like... I'm over that and I can talk about it, right? But I, there's still now an energy that would, that would that like that pains me. Like, wow, that was the place that I was in. Right. Because right. it would be this whole long trip of white knuckling. And so if I'm feeling that, I can't imagine what that was like for you, Ashlyn, to feel and observe. And I'm sure there's probably times where you're like, dude, who are you? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because... Um, in one of my groups, we were talking about this. Like, how did I not notice him white knuckling for so long before we knew about, okay, this is a problem. This right. is an addiction. This is your brain. Oh, and this is a thing, betrayal trauma. Like it is affecting you. You right. are, you got to do something about it too. Um, it was just us in survival mode, right? right. And so yeah. we were talking about how, was I just so numb and so blind that I didn't notice him uncomfortable at the beach or uncomfortable at the airports and whatever. No, I noticed and it made me anxious Right. that he was anxious. Right. You can feel that energy, right? right? And so maybe I I didn't know his thoughts and what was going through his head and what he was doing. Right. But it we were definitely off. Right. And, and I I think this whole thing, you know, the betrayed in in her way um or the woman who's been betrayed in her way she she white knuckles in recovery as well in different ways um and, and and this whole thing is based on the sobriety model of recovery right is i'm going to white knuckle my way not to do a bad thing so therefore i'll be good enough i'm okay i'll i'll yeah. be lovable i'll be and, and so you know we we said something a couple of weeks ago on our episode that you know if if your recovery is about not doing something then um, that's not real recovery. And the difference between recovery and sobriety really is this force-based thing called white knuckling, which is a sobriety model, versus real recovery. And what is real recovery? I look at it as growth and being open and accepting of change and yes. of who we are, discovering who we really are. Because I think for most of us, we don't. I'll no. give you a real life airport example of what it was like. It, it was being in the airport now. Like once I, I just shared with you guys what it was like for me back then, but walking through the airport now, and I think I even told you this actually, whether we were in Florida yeah. or here, it's like, oh, I feel s- there's so much peace that comes from walking through a terminal directly past a newsstand or even going in to get a drink and not being tormented, not being vexed in any way. With but what may or may not be there. That sounds great, Kobe. That sounds fine and dandy, right? And, but why doesn't everybody do that? 
Maybe why why, I mean, why don't why, why don't, can't or why, yeah, why doesn't? don't or why don't the partners just kind of find acceptance and stop forcing things and stop controlling things? I mean, it's well, it's a I mean, it's a journey that I had to take. I had to I had to go through the the, the white knuckling. I had to grow through in order to you white not be nu- there. you white knuckle for a reason, and it's our it's our uh, knee jerk reaction. It's you know. We feel like if if we let go of control, then what's going to happen, right? It, uh-huh. Think think about it. If you oh, worked yeah. your recovery from a place of surrender, mm-hmm. a place of acceptance, a place of saying, "Look, I could go in that airport store and look at Playboys right now, and I could masturbate," and like that that could happen. I'm not going to force myself not to do that. Now we're left with okay, then. Then what? <laughs> then what? Yeah. If you don't trust yourself, if you don't know yourself, then you're worried that you're going to go do that stuff, right? And so there, there's a there's a, a step into the dark with all of this. Um, if, you if, know, it's if, scary in the yeah, dark, right? It's scary in the dark, yes. <laughs> if you step into the dark, where are you going to land, right? If you if you step off that cliff, where are you going to land? And, and, and so... It's easier sometimes to pull back in control and say, no, 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 no. I'm going to force this to be this way. And and that um, keeps you stuck. Keeps you stuck in the sobriety model. It keeps producing shame. It keeps producing fear. It keeps producing disconnection in your relationships. And the only way past that is through courage and faith. And, and, and that will push you through to say, oh my gosh, I am good. I don't need to... I don't need to white knuckle my way not into walking into that store right there. I'm good. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I, I can accept that I want to go look at those Playboys, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm fine, right? Um, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my question is, are you saying, uh, this is what it sounds like to me, the sobriety and that white knuckle, it sounds like you're doing it. you're doing it on your own. Yeah. Right? Like you feel so alone in this battle and it's like this constant fight. Right. Whereas what you described in being able to accept and to um, have tools to say that's not who I am requires more than just you. I I love that, Ashlyn. Turn your, you know, step three, turn your will and your life over to the care of God. Where, Where you have connection to God, you have connection to others, you accept where you're at. And, and you're able to surrender. You're, you're able to let go. Um, so if, you, if you're working your recovery and your recovery feels like a balloon that's just getting tighter and tighter and you're bigger and bigger, when it pops, then you're relapsing, right? Mm. Or if you're the partner, when it pops, then you're, then you're obsessing and doing all this thing to try to create safety in your relationship. Instead of popping it to get the air out, there's another way. Do you know the other way to get the air out out of a balloon? Untie it and yeah, let smear out. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds so oh. duh, right? Yeah, open up the hole that you blew the air in and let some air out. So the point being, just deflate the energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let go of the fear. Let go of of the pressure to to try to be perfect enough, and then it's not gonna pop. It, yeah, it makes so much sense. You know, we, I've, I, I talked a lot about this um, with just 
in my own journey is I relied on willpower, which is the same thing. I'm talking that's, right. that's, that's talking the same thing, right? But yes. what I realized was is that my willpower will always fail me because my willpower is not it doesn't it doesn't indicate any internal growth, and it will always fail you. But what I real and and I tried to use that as my first line of defense. What I realized was is that in recovery, it's a skill set that I have to be mindful of, real time mindful of always. And so my recovery skill set became my first line of defense. And then in intense moments, right. or really hard moments, my willpower can be there to um, to be a secondary supplement. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To my 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 uh, my skill set, but it's never. I mean, it's never meant to be that. It ha- it can't be that way you can't just white knuckle it right if you're if you're listening to this and if you really take a step back and you realize oh my gosh our target here is for him to stop acting out or relapsing and for her to try to control things so that he'll stop acting out or relapsing then you're not going to get to where you want to get you won't you won't create safety in your relationship and you won't heal that foundation Mm -hmm. underneath all of it um, shame and fear produces more shame and fear. You can force sobriety for a while, but as you're forcing that sobriety, you're still breaking down the foundation of that relationship if it's done from force and fear and shame, right? Um, so um, the, the alternative is surrender. The alternative is letting go and acceptance of where you're at, right? and, and c- connecting to God and connecting to others in your recovery. And that, that works. So it works for both. Absolutely. Because there's no way I would have been able to let go without some guidance. Right. Because it seemed like crazy talk, like what you're saying, Brandon makes sense to me now. Right. But in the beginnings, it sounded crazy. Like yeah. how am I supposed to gain safety if I don't have control and know what he's doing? No, every, so instance, everything that's going on on my check-ins. Yeah, I mean, right? we said example. it a billion times. We fought the therapist over this because right. I was like, that's how I'm supposed to feel safe is right. if I know he's doing all the things. Right. And if I know what's going through his head, that's going to make me feel safe. Uh, no, that's no. going to make me feel crazy. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and so... That that paradox is really hard to understand and, and, and it does sound crazy, uh, you know, for to, to say, hey stop trying to force it, stop trying to jump in there and see every little thing that's going on. Well, w- what do you expect me to do then? Yeah. You know, as, as, as the, the woman who's been hurt and betrayed, what do you expect me to do? Should I just like let him do whatever he wants to do? And the fact of the matter is, is the answer to that is yes. And, but hear me out. The answer to that is yes. Let him do whatever he's going to do. Um, he is in control of himself. And the only way that you'll trust him is to know that he'll, he's going to man up on his own and work his own recovery, yeah. right? You don't want to gain trust in your ability to control his recovery. Um, you want to gain trust in him. Now, if, he, if you don't con- control it and he fails and he hurts you and he does all kinds of horrible things, then you come back to you and you say, okay, do I trust myself? And, and this comes back to our boundaries discussion, right? Mm-hmm. To, to say, okay, I'm at peace with myself. I accept who I am. I accept where I'm at. And I accept what's happening here with my marriage and with my husband. He's choosing his sex addiction over me right now. And so I'm going to have to make some really hard decisions. Um, I can still have peace with where I'm at. I'm not saying you're not going to have pain. Right. I can still have peace with where I'm at and I can still move forward. But to jump in and try to force him 
to love you, you'll never create love that way. You can't, you can't create love with fear. They're opposites. And so um, you got to let go of the fear and have some acceptance, love yourself, and then let the cards fall where they may. And that's the scary part of it all, right? Can I share something really quick? Mm-hmm. One of the girls I've had in one of my groups for quite a while, she has, she has done this where she has accepted he's going to do what he's going to do. And he's gone from, I'm going to work recovery to, I'm not going to work recovery, which is hard. That's like this grieving process that you're going to go through, right? Right. And yet she went from showing up hurt on these calls all the time to she started, she looks different. Right. She's taking care of herself. She is strong. She sounds healthy, even though she's in pain. Right. And it's been like the entire group. We're all noticing and we're all gaining this energy from someone who's suffering probably the most. Right. Of all of us. She's empowered because of this stuff. So she's not suffering. She's in pain. She's in pain. So the, the, yeah. the, there's, there's nasty, hard stuff happening to her, yes. but she's not allowing it to turn into suffering. Right. Because she's surrendering him over. Right. Like, do do you? I'm going to I'm going to focus on what I can control, absolutely. which is me. Absolutely. And I'm going to help my kids, all this stuff. And it's it's really a, it's heartbreaking, but it's beautiful. Right. To right, see. right. That process. That's yeah. interesting. I love that's that. Really interesting. And, and that's also the most like what we're talking about with white knuckling. It is it was probably the most emotionally taxing and draining season. Well, 14 plus years, almost 15 years of our marriage and for 31 years for me, well, it it was just the most draining. It was the most taxing, the most exhausting place to be in. And, um, I know what you're talking about and it's, it, it is a beautiful thing. Like despite the fact that she's in pain, it is, it's an inspiring thing. Mm -hmm. It is. It inspires all of us, which is, it's, you can't understand it, I guess, until you can see it in yourself or in someone else. Right. And if we were to take a step back and and see that her marriage is falling apart and her husband's not choosing recovery, um, on the outside, we might say she's not in recovery. Right. But when you really look at it, she is. And it's not about... She's doing the work. It's not about what's happening to her. It's what she's creating through her in her life. And that, that, that's awesome. That's the opposite of white knuckling right yeah. there. It's real tangible internal growth. Yeah. Okay. I want to give just three t- takeaways um, before we wrap up here. So one, number one is what's underneath white knuckling every single time is fear and shame. Um, and shame is just the fear of abandonment or fear of rejection. So it's fear-based. Um, you might be doing a lot of good things, and white knuckling, and if if you feel tension, you feel pressure, you feel this this pulse like you're talking about in the airport. That's a white knuckle. Um, so get if, curious with that. What's with that, that fear? You're get saying, curious. What? Why? What is that fear? What am I feeling? And here? instead of trying to do something more to control it, ask yourself: What do I need to face? Um, what do I need to to look at that's real and accept and let go of? Right there's a, there's a process to to go through, to to let go of that. Right, um, what reality is there that that's really hard and scary that I can face and let go of? Okay, the next thing number two is um, a white knuckle or a force based fear based recovery will never create safety in a relationship. Um, won't happen. 
you can try it forever and you'll create more disconnection and and break the foundation no matter how sober you are i don't care how sober you are agreed it's that energy that you were talking about right it's the energy in the relationship if you're bringing fear both sides the the betrayed and the and the, the addicted that bring a fear to the table, you're going to create more of that together, which will create more separation and way and, and destroy the intimacy in the relationship. Okay. Um, and number three, uh, just to reiterate, the way out is through acceptance and surrender. Um, it's it's a letting go process. It's not a do more, do more process. Um, so loosen you know, get a little blood in your knuckles and, and just loosen it and shake your hands out a little bit, um, to realize that you're okay right where you're at today in this moment and who you are right in this moment, no matter how sober you are or not, um, to look at your life and, and, and look at the the mess and look at the beautiful things and just accept what is right now. That's the way to not white knuckle. So that's awesome. Thank you. So, uh, we're going to have a Patreon um, deep dive on this, and that's going to talk about the framework as well as the steps that, that Ash and I have taken to um, get to this place of transitioning out of. And it's not just a, it's not just an off switch, but it's a transition, and we're going to share some of the stuff that we did there. So I'd uh, love to have you guys join us on that. Now, as far as um, like the, we, we offered a free program uh, last month, and we had an enormous response. We're really excited about that because the content's going to be rich. And we it's sold be it out in a day. Well, it, if you, if you can call it selling it out, but <laughs> yeah. it was full in hours. Yeah, and uh, we're so, pretty excited. Yeah, for so those who get to participate. That. Yeah, exactly. And just know that this content uh, will in future be available uh, for, everybody. for everybody. For everybody. So we're pretty excited about that, guys. Uh, thanks for being with us. Appreciate what you do. If you have heard something that you really like here, share this episode because you never know who it can help. All right, see you guys. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon site.